You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So, good morning again. And we're, we are so glad that you're joining us uh, here at LWC Oracle. Whether you're here on campus or whether you're uh, listening to our podcast, we want to thank you for tuning in. And if this is your first time that you're here, God's house, and we just serve an amazing God. Amen? Along with all our, our sister churches all over the world. But we've been doing a, a campaign called, What on Earth Am I The purposes of God are so important to us. And when you grab a hold of those purposes, your life will change for the glory of God. You learn how to worship to you, learn how to serve him and serve others, and not only at, at, at a Sunday worship experience, but you're also with other believers in small groups. Um, if you look at your outline, I put down some things, and, and, and the reason I have individuals here is because I think it's important that you hear it from people's mouth, not only from my, from my voice, but from the voices of people that are being impacted. And so we've got individuals here, first and second service, that are going to be sharing a little bit about what God did in their lives. Um, but we're going to follow the outline, and I want to start out, before I say anything else, I want to start out with prayer. Okay, Father, I thank you for every person here, because I know that you brought them here today, Lord God, and you brought them so that, first of all, we're here to worship you. And we're so thankful that we're able to do so together. But in that, Lord God, where, where we gather, we know that you're here. And so your presence is here. You, you touch our hearts. You touch our lives. You change our minds into, into thinking in a way that's going to uh, be good for us and helpful for us and bring glory to you. So I pray for everybody today. I pray that hearts will be open. I pray, Lord God, that, uh, that the minds will be uh, receptive, Lord, and, 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 and will be clear to be able to think and process for the things that you want to speak to them. And I pray for every person up here on the, on the, on the platform that nerves will be uh, shaken off and that we'll be able to speak in a way that's going to be confident and will bring glory to you. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So... What occurs when God's purposes are experienced in my life? What begins to happen? I put seven things down that I think are for sure things that happen. And the first thing that happens is there's a realization of God's love for me. How many of you know it's important for us to realize that God loves us? Despite our failures, despite our our inadequacies, despite the things that we do, the Bible says God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And then it goes on to say, it's by grace and only by God's grace that you have been saved. So every one of those ladies that were, was baptized today Heather, Amy, and, uh, and Amy, two Amys, they were washed and cleansed and 
just loved on by God for what they did. Um, one of the greatest purposes in our lives is for us to realize how much he loves us. And, and, and one person wrote in their, in their testimonies, we got so many not only leave testimonies, but people writing different testimonies on the connection cards and things like that. One person wrote this simple but powerful praise on their, on their leave testimony, and they said, God loves me. If you left with nothing else but that, you're in a good place. God loves me. Another person wrote, in this final quarter of my life, as my physical health fails, God is revealing new purposes in my life. And part of realizing God's love is finding out that you are of great worth even at the end of your life. How many of you know that when you get to the end of your life, you can't do the things that you used to do? You can't move like you used to move? You can't do the cha-cha-cha like you used to cho-cho-cho? You can't do that anymore, and, and you feel inadequate, but the reality is that God loves you, and he's got a purpose for your life no matter what stage you're in. Another person in one of our small groups wrote this. I have grown closer to the Lord because of this teaching. I feel the Lord much closer to me now than ever before. Thank you, Jesus. You see, it's very important for us to understand that God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always with us, no matter what we're going through. And then one more testimony right here from, from the Leaf testimony. Someone said, opening my home to host a small group has been a great blessing because Christians are coming together to share God's love. Think about that. When you receive the love of God, you're able to share the love of God. Amen? When you know that God loves you, you're able to share with other people that God loves them. And so the second thing that, that, we, that, that you realize when you realize God's purposes is the development of our love for God. How many of you know that you grow in that love? We don't, we're, we're not like, I've got this... Enormous love for God when you first get saved. How many of you know that you grow in the love for God? You, you, you grow in an understanding of what that even means. Jesus told uh, the disciples, and he tells us, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So one of the purposes of God is for us to grow in our love for him. For us to get a sense of awe of how great he is. How many of you know that the God that we serve is greater than any entity that there is? That there are times in our lives that we're awed by his glory, that we're awed by his greatness. We got this uh, 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 testimony that they wrote this, and I thought it was incredible. They said, Monday morning at work, I was alone in the band room, and they worked for the high school music program. I was alone in the, in the band room looking through the double glass doors, and this is as she's going through the campaign, and she said, the soft clouds were everywhere. I could see the swimming pool and the mountains through the doors. It was glorious. I could only say, wow, and then, wow, God. I proclaimed those words over and over in worship. It was a God moment. Now, why is that so interesting to me? 
There's something that happens to us when God begins to move in our lives that you look at everything differently. Every person in that school that goes into that band room looks through those double, double doors and they don't see nothing. But when God begins to move in your life, you see the clouds and you say, God formed those, those clouds. You look at the mountains and you say, God orchestrated every shape that those mountains are shaped in. And you say, wow, God, you begin to grow in your love for God. And Betty Saunders is here with us this morning, and she also had an awe moment, an aha God moment. And I want you to share that, uh, Betty. Is this on? Yes. Okay. Yes, I had an aha God moment many times. And I'm thinking, Pastor, you said three to five minutes, so what can I say in three to five minutes that will glorify God and, and be a blessing to you? So I prayed. Of course, we pray first and ask God what it is that you want to share, because there's many things I could say. But God reminded me of when I was a little girl, and um, my dad my dad would be in the swimming pool. We lived at a place there was a swimming pool. It wasn't ours, but we all used it. Um, we're, I think we were kind of poor people, but we had some blessings. We had lots of blessings. But anyhow, my dad would... He'd be in the pool, and he would, I'd stand on the side of the pool, and he'd say, jump, Betty, jump. You know, and he'd put his arms out to me to jump. And I'd stand there and look at all that water and think, can he, can he catch me? It's a lot of water out there, and how deep is it? You know, I'd think about that, and then I'd say, but my dad, he's six foot tall, and he can do anything. So after a few more persuasions of him holding his arms out and telling me to jump, I'd go ahead and jump in, and he'd catch me. Every time, he'd do it. So every time, I began to trust him more and more, and I loved him. Oh, I love my dad. I was adopted, but this was my dad. This was my dad that raised me and took care of me, and I loved him more than anything in the world. My mom, I loved her too, but my dad was my dad, you know? I don't know if girls are just like that or what, but anyhow, I, I got to thinking about this, this Thing that God brought to my memory and I thought about how he draws us and how he loves us and how we develop a love for him as time goes by as we trust him first of all because he put his arms out too and said come and we did and if you did you know what I'm talking about so in this campaign of what on earth am I here for I begin to think a little bit more about what am I here for and I think that's been the challenge for all of us. You know, we've come together as Christians and said, what is our purpose? We, have a, we need to know we have a purpose. God put us here for a reason. So um, knowing that I'm going, drawing closer to him, I, the more I know him, the more I love him. So what can you say about that? You know, it's true. You, uh, he's, he's a good God. And if you don't know him this morning... Come on, people, get to know him because we're all traveling down this journey, you know, to um, somewhere. And we need our purpose and we need to know where we're going in life. One, I did bring my Bible up here because I wanted one scripture kept coming out to me. It's, and it's uh, John 8, 31. And he says, if you hold, this is Jesus speaking. And he said, if you hold my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I, I know you guys know that. Most of you know that. I am 
overwhelmed with the love of God. These songs that we sang this morning, oh my gosh, they're perfect. Overwhelmed with the love of God. I run to your arms. I, jo- I picked up my paper and I hurried up and dro- wrote down a couple of those phrases. I run to your arms, God, because you love me and I love you. And he loves you too. He's with me in the calm and he's with me in the storm. And that's so good to know, you know, that where, wherever I'm at, I've been in the calm, I've had peace. I, but you know what? I have peace in the storms too because he can give you peace in the storm. So... That's my testimony. I just wanted you to know how good God is and how much I love him and how this can draw you closer to him. Those small groups, I love them because they're my family, first of all. They're my first family, I got to say. I don't have a whole lot of family left. I got my kids and my husband, and I have a sister and a couple, one brother. But um, my family, I feel like, is... I'm a first, I'm a second service person, so some of you I don't know, some of you I do know, but normally I come on second service. Uh, I've been around for a long time. I won't tell you how long, but (laughs) anyhow, um, I want you to know how much God loves you, how much he loves me, and how much I love him. Thank you, Betty. Give her a big hand. So so you receive the love of God, right? And then, and number three... What begins to happen with another purpose is you desire to connect to a church because you need fellowship. You see, God doesn't only want us to go to church, but God wants us to what? He wants us to be the church. And one person wrote this. They said, I am thankful for the love of friends within our home group and church. God is love, and that love is definitely felt and given in our group Thank you, LWC, for your love. And then they put at the very end, faithfulness. Can I tell you, it's okay to love your home church. Amen? It shows that God is working in people's lives. People love their favorite restaurant, right? People love their favorite movie. They'll go to the theater. How important is, us, is it for us to say, I love going to church? I love feeling the love of God in my life. You know, Paul wrote this in, in Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 8. He said, let me say first, he's writing to the church in Rome. He said, let me tell you something first. That I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. A church that is thriving in the purposes of God will be talked about. Because the love of Christ is going out into the communities, into the areas, and the presence of his glory is being revealed in those places as well. The fourth thing, the fourth thing that we find out is an excitement in investing one day a week to a small group, and then not only doing that, but inviting people to participate. You would not believe how many praises and testimonies we got from people in small groups. And you'll never understand how big that is until you experience a life group for yourself. Small groups are very scriptural. And one person wrote this. The thing I got most out of the campaign was enjoying the fellowship of some of the best people I've met. 
And he was talking about a small group. Another person put this, this group has grown and become a small family. Now, that wasn't Betty. It was another person. They said, this group has grown and become a small family, supporting each other through ups and downs and getting closer to God through our study. I think that's pretty cool. Small groups will meet a need that we all have, a need of fellowship, a need for us to become the family of God. And and Tracy uh, Sobchak has a testimony of how their small group has has been ministering to the best friend of your sons. Jeff, you can maybe add, too. You want to come over here? Um, Hi, I'm Tracy Sobchak, and um, I just couldn't help but tell this story. Many of you know we lost our son just about two years ago. The anniversary is next Sunday, so you can pray for us this week. I'm already... Uh, singing the praise songs and I can feel it on my heart so they really touched me today too um, thank you <laughs> come over here buddy be, be by me will you um, her son had a lot of learning handicaps but he loved the Lord with all his heart and he knew, he knew the Lord loved him and he was an amazing person uh, but he really, he said, Mom, this Bible, it's just, I've tried to read it. And, and he did read it, but because um, we found scriptures that he had written, he had underlined. But uh, he, he ended up hearing the series, Purpose Driven Life, uh, the first time we did it. And um, he just delved into Purpose Driven Book. And through that, he was actually able to understand the Bible. And then he could go back to the Bible. It made so much sense to him. So uh, the exciting thing for us, uh, Brandon, my son, uh, talked about the Lord a lot. But he didn't capture these two guys yet. Uh, But through his death, I believe he will. He has two best friends in Tucson, and um, they aren't Christians. Now, they believe in God. Uh, but they haven't asked the Lord and Jesus into their hearts yet. But this is the great part of the story. One of them, of all places, has been at our small group for the last six weeks. Wow. So we invited him, but we didn't re- realize the whole epiphany of it until just recently that through this book, Purpose Driven Life, and this series, uh, Brandon brought many people to Christ, but these two uh, are, we're still working on the other one. He's uh, maybe coming to the potluck Thursday night, but Chris has been coming. He's been growing closer to the Lord, and through all of us ladies and uh, the men, we've been praying for him, and he's this close. So guys, when you say your prayers tomorrow, uh, just keep remembering Chris Sands, uh, a beautiful man, 26 years old, that we want him to see Brandon again. And if you can just say a prayer for him that he comes to know through our small group. All the group has just loved him like a son. He has no idea how many prayers are going on underneath the surface, but that's what small groups do. So thank you for letting me share. Yes. Thank you, Tracy. Well, I believe it's a done deal. God's, God's just going to just... Let it all come out. Uh, The fifth thing that occurs when God's purposes are experienced in my life is a decision to serve others by using your God-given gifts. 
There, there, there begins to be a prompting in our hearts to begin to serve others. Jesus said this. He, said, sit, he sat down and he called the 12 of his disciples and he said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and he has to become the servant of all. Serving changes our lives and it changes our hearts. Someone wrote, God has granted me the ability to help other people. He is so good. Another praise report that came was a person said, no matter how old or handicapped you are, you can still serve the Lord in a different way. God doesn't ever, he always opens some kind of an avenue for us to do something in the kingdom, right? Or something for someone else. And uh, the Sopcheck group had a, had a, um, a situation that, that occurred where they stepped out in faith by using the gift of encouragement led by the Holy Spirit. And there was an individual there that was kind of timid, I believe. So I'll let you say the story about what happened. I don't know who's going to share that. group of ladies that we what we do in our group it's gotten so big that we separate and the guys go in one room and the ladies go in the other room um glenn is going to just cheer me on here today i'm going to kind of tell the story we had other people that were other ladies that um were involved in this either sick or they're going to be here next service so we had a situation happen where uh, one of the ladies had a deep deep pain and um I think as time went on in the series, as we, as she started to feel God's love more and more and feel our love, uh, she was able to share that. And then um, we had another young, another woman in the group who had been through the same thing, but she was kind of on the quiet side. And uh, she, the Holy Spirit, prompted her to speak that night. And it became, we, we all, the five of us ladies knew God was just working uh, amazing because by that woman sharing, uh, my friend, she actually helped heal this other, with God's help, of course, God did the work. But be, by her speaking, uh, I think she finally realized, hey, you know, there's other people that have deep pains and maybe they're not always sharing them. And by her sharing them, she encouraged her. She gave her comfort. Um, then it just, we were prompted by the Holy Spirit to just pray. Us ladies, we had our arms around each other, and uh, we just felt the Holy Spirit. We went to a new level that day as friends and as uh, a depth that was more than superficial. And that's what I noticed as the weeks went by in small group Um I'm kind of one of these people, I tell it, I just let it all out, and it's really hard for me when I, people hold back because it makes me feel uncomfortable. So in my group, I always encourage everybody, you know, share your hearts because you might have something to say. This person didn't, doesn't share all the time, and, but she has some important things that we need to hear. So I might need to hear something that you're not speaking in the small group. So... We, we try our best, Jeff and I, to have our groups small enough so that we, everybody has an opportunity to share, and it seems to help us go to a more deeper level. So we have a, a new closeness. Glenna would probably agree, wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Yeah. We have, like, a new closeness um, that I can't even describe, and, and it's sort of like what Betty talked about, a more like family um, where we know uh, that person's going to be there for us no matter what. So... Um, Next, next. if you guys want to stay, you can hear some of the other 
folks that might want to share, but it was an amazing thing uh, that I, I just knew when that quiet person shared her heart that that other person's heart was going to be helped be healed. And so if, I encourage all of you to, to remember that when you go to your small groups. Um, yes, it's for fellowship, but it's too for, to help heal right. someone else's heart. Amen. So thank you. Very good, Tracy. So the sixth thing that occurs when God's purposes are experienced in my life is the joy of becoming generous and also the elation of receiving the generosity of others. You know, Paul told the leaders of the church, the churches in Ephesus, he said, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. And you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus when he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. God is a generous God, and everywhere that his purposes are experienced, you'll see the outpouring of generosity. What, we received this wonderful praise, and, and I actually got to experience this by, by seeing this take place. And the praise is, is this. We serve an awesome God. So an individual wrote this. I'm, I am always amazed how God is always working behind the scenes to bless us, and we never know it until he reveals it. I was in need of a surgical procedure, but did not go forward with it because of the high deductible I needed to pay to have it done. The God of miracles touched someone's heart to help me. And through God's prompting and the generosity of this person, I was provided the means to have the surgery. We will give all the glory to God. This person that, that wrote this has never asked for anything. She was going through a difficult time, and she needed this surgery. And someone, because of the prompting of the Lord, said, I want to pay for the, you to have this done. You want to talk about God moving in, behind the scenes. There's elation in receiving, but there's more elation in giving. And when God begins, think about this, beloved. If we become a generous church, which we are, Living Word Chapel is a very generous church, and we're helping people, not only by serving, but, but by generosity, monetary generosity, God will be glorified, and God will continue to pour into our lives. Amen? Amen. The seventh, thing, seventh and last thing is you'll experience true peace. Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift, which is peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. One person wrote this on a leaf testimony. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the blessing of your word to help a couple of men at work so that they could have peace with the word of God. Another person wrote this, from sharing with a wonderful brother and sister in the Lord a very heavy burden that I was carrying, it was lifted. I was giving good advice and had an answer to prayer. Praise the Lord. Another person said, my biggest aha moment <clears throat> was the verse, Romans 8.28, which says, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It has made such an impact in my life, realizing that even bad things are used. It makes my life so much easier to handle. And the reason for that is because the peace of God directs us no matter what we're going through. So I asked Jim uh, how again to come and share because he had an aha moment uh, during a very difficult time during the campaign and God just produced a lot of wonderful things in your life. Right, Jim? That's correct. Um, I just wanted to tell you, thank you for letting me come up here, and thank you for the small group that I'm in. Uh, they're, they're an awesome group of people. 
and they give uh, really good support. And it's been that way since I walked, since day one I walked into the church. I joined the group, and, and that's what helped me get through. Uh, seeing a large group like this is overwhelming, but when you go to a small group, you can identify with those people, and it makes you feel more comfortable. But the thing that I, I'm, I'm at peace with the Lord right now, and if it wasn't for being in this group and being at this church, I tried to make uh, my life a little bit... Uh, uh, I was trying to open a new door, and the door closed on me. But that doesn't mean that the doors are always going to be closed. There's going to be other doors that are going to open. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys, that don't give up and and continue uh, working with your small group. And they're, they're just amazing people once you get in that group. And we did some work yesterday. Uh, to help one of our members, and it was it, it felt so good to to participate and help, and uh, we worked together as a team. And when I got home, I felt I felt great that I was able to help somebody uh, at our church. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, we stepped out and, and helped out a, a widow in the church that, had, uh, that couldn't have done that work. And um, what an awesome thing when we're able to do that. And all of us working together to bring glory to God is what it's all about. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you for revealing to all of us that purpose and meaning are found in and through Jesus Christ. You've created us to worship. So today, I choose to make Jesus a focal point of my worship. I also want to thank you for gifting me to serve in and through your church. And may the actions of my life bring you glory as I depend on the Holy Spirit to empower me to live in a way which will represent Jesus in everything I do. In his name I pray, amen and amen. Let's all stand up and worship our amazing Savior, Jesus Christ. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.